So, this is the Pink Elephant Podcast, Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Um, as you may know, the episodes originally went up on SoundCloud. Unfortunately, all of those are down, and we wanted to um, re-upload the episodes, but kind of looking back in hindsight, none of them were very good because we were still kind of uh, figuring out how to do the show. So, we've decided instead to just sort of upload a highlight reel of these first few episodes that weren't very good, um, because there are still some pretty good stories. These episodes feature our hosts, Joey Crozier, myself, Izzy Dulay, Frank Rosati, Zed Pratt, and Jesse Gerbrandt. So, here are a couple selected clips from the first three episodes. Hope you enjoy. Now, that brings me to the next part. EA has been awarded the what the consumerist magazine or publication calls the Golden Pooh Award, which they give away every year to the quote worst company in America. Now, this is the second <laughs> This is the second year in a row that EA has won the title uh, worst company in America. Now, that's not to say it's the second time they've been on the list. They're always on the list and they're always on top. <laughs> But here's the thing. This is ridiculous. I mean, look at this. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at an article that uh, is listing the, the the top whatevers. All right. You'll be able to look on that on our Tumblr, pinkelephantpodcast.tumblr.com. <laughs> Uh, no, you, you won't. I can't be bothered to link it. If I'm bothered, I'll, I'll <laughs> if I'm bothered, I'll put it on there. Anyway, um, okay. So here's what they Thank you. Here's what they did. <laughs> They were rated a worse company than Carnival Cruise. Wow. <laughs> and now, I don't know if you're aware, but Carnival Cruise recently made a bunch of people sit knee-deep in their own feces on a metal ship in the middle of the ocean with no electricity for a week and a half or something like that. Well done, Carnival people Cruise. Are, people are saying, yay, not only that, they beat BP. Eleven people were killed in that oil spill, eventually. Thousands lost their homes and jobs. EA apparently is worse than BP, worse than Bank of America, which is partly responsible with the economic crisis we're in. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Someone at the Huffington Post has a quote here. I'm going to read it to you. No one ever lost their house over a bad decision EA made. And it's a good quote. Why? And it, uh, this time it's mostly it has to be due to the SimCity launch. Is that more important? You know? Oh, I can't play SimCity worth a damn. They're the worst company in America. Oh, fuck those guys over in the ocean. I don't fuck. <laughs> and, and, of course, EA, uh, they, they responded to it. And they basically said everything we're saying is that, that really, they're worse? Really? They're, I think <laughs> I can think of worse. <laughs> they're the worst people? But, oh, man. It's sort of ridiculous. But uh, gamers... Um, I think I think I'll begin. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys the story of the saddest story and the best story. Um, like of, this, if you cry every time. Keep your exes anonymous too. Of the oh, definitely yeah. Uh, of the worst relationship I have ever been in. 
Okay, so I was uh, working at the place I work at now. I'm not going to say where because some of those people listen to the show. So I was working. So if you're listening, you know who you are, and if you've been working there for a few years, you know who she is. Leave it off the internet. Damn it, she's dead to me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So um, I hadn't been working there very long. I've been working there about five years now, but I hadn't been working there very long. And um, there was a, there was a girl who worked there, and I thought she was cute, so I talked to her. And then she was she was kind of into me, and was kind of into her, so we started dating, right? And, which is what you do here Natural. in the 21st century, whichever century. 21st, yeah, that we're in. Um, <laughs> Lost track. Anyway, so we we were uh, we 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 began courting, and uh, we really hit it off, and and. But she she had some issues, you know. A lot of a lot of girls got girl issues. Now I should have known. Red flag number one: she had daddy issues. Oh fuck. Well, we're gonna skip ahead a little while. Yeah. Um, we at one point were living together, right? That's how mm. that's how big this relationship got. Now I now know that that is a terrible fucking idea. Listeners, don't <laughs> live together. Don't even <laughs> see each other more than like once or twice a week. Just just be just talk on the internet like like everyone else. Resent each other silently. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we I don't were, fucking care. We were living together and then so this this guy who I knew from high school, uh I see him out about the town one day and he's like, "Hey man, you need to quit messing around with my girlfriend." And I was like, "Okay, I will. Who's your girlfriend?" And it's <laughs> like, "All right, we're we're going to give her a code name. We're going to uh we we'll call her uh Sally. Brad. Sally works. Sally is much better than Brad, but thank you for your Sally. suggestion. Uh, <laughs> he's he's like um, Sally. Her last name's gonna be um, I don't know. Jehovah. Jehovah. Yeah. Sure. No, that's <laughs> offensive too. Sally. <laughs> Jehovah. Sally. 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 Sally, <laughs> Sally Moore. Oh Sally W. Moore. So. <laughs> um, he's like. That was like- creepy fucking so, laugh so, so he says he says sally moore and uh, i'm like uh i'm like uh okay you clearly are insane uh i'm dating sally w moore and he says okay you you're insane i'm dating her i've been dating her for over a year now and i'm like are we talking about the same one because i'm living with her and he's like no she lives with her friend uh who we're gonna call um nikki she Nikki W more. <laughs> she lives with huh. she lives with her friend Nikki, and I'm like, uh, okay, we're talking what? about a, we're talking about a completely different person. So he whips out his phone and shows a picture, and I'm like, oh, no, that's definitely my girlfriend, and we definitely live together. Well, we're gonna jump ahead a little bit more here. Turns out, she had been living, not living, but she had um, four other relationships going on Fuck. that I didn't know about, and none of us, none of us guys, knew about it like each other, right? And she was living with me. Okay, all right. Now this is the. It, I later find out that she's a pathological liar, so I confront her and I have proof and everything, and she's like, nope, nope. Not only nope. was not only was she lying about that, she lied about everything. Okay, her middle name that she told me wasn't even her middle name. It wasn't Wolfgang? No. Damn it! Not only that, but she told me that she was from Texas. She had never even been to Texas. Like, she lied about crap there's no reason to even lie about. Like You don't have a yellow belt in karate? She she had never been to Texas. She didn't even have a yellow belt, Tyler. Uh, (laughs) And And that uh, gun she said she had between her breasts was completely, like, a lie. (laughs) 
But anyway, she was uh, a complete pathological liar. Like everything I knew about her, except for her first and last name, was a complete lie. Like she told me that like uh, all the the daddy issues and everything. Her father was a, was a nice man. He lived in town, even though she told me he lived in Indiana. He lived mm. in town, right? Wow. And and he was a, he was an okay guy. He was fine. And and then she tells me that she was like enrolled in some college or whatever. She had never been enrolled in that college when she was going to class. I'm doing quotation marks again in the air. No one can see. Uh-huh. She was uh-huh. going to Invisible one guy or another, right? She's going to get some. So I found all this out. And then on top of all that, so of course my, I have a very rational reaction. You know, I'm not a crazy guy. I proceed to take all of her shit and throw it outside. You uh-huh. are such a logical man. It's a bit hard. <laughs> so I was like, you need to get the fuck out of this house. So she got the fuck out of the house. I'm throwing all her shit away and just throwing it all outside. And then I get to this little wooden box. And I open up this wooden box, and inside the box is the contents of, I want to say, at least 15 people's wallets. Oh, my God. Fuck. All this crap. And I was just like, holy crap. And You confiscated that, right? Of course I did. Good, and good, good. So I'm pissed, and I just I go to work, just pissed. And while I'm at work, um, this girl there is like, hey, you know, I had my purse here yesterday, and I got home. My wallet was gone. And I was like, oh, my God. So I had the the – the box in my car. So I got there and I'm like, this is your crap in it. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, take your crap back. She was like, why do you have it? You stole it. And I was like, no, you know, uh, Sally W Moore stole it. And, and uh, she was like, well, you're living together. You guys are together. And I was like, no, I kicked her ass out today. So anyway, we go to work and I was like, if you want to press charges, do so. Uh, if I need to testify in court, I will. So I go home uh, after a long night and just, I'm just, you know, I'm just emotionally ruined not only is our relationship over but like everything i'd known about her for years was wrong uh-huh everything so i go home to have a drink and yeah of course. On, on the way home uh i see there's these, these two cars in my park uh, my parking my parking lot <laughs> my driveway parking lot. In, in my driveway and they've got sirens going and not sirens lights and then so uh-huh. i'm like okay these are cop cars they're probably i know what they're looking for so i get out and i'm like hey what's going on and they're like hey we're looking for um sally w moore and i was like yeah yeah um wh- why are you looking for it's like well there's a warrant out for arrest and i was like well i kicked her ass out and they're like we know <laughs> and I was like, okay. They're like, do you know where we can find her? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I knew which guy she had gone to, right? So I was like, uh, I don't know exactly where it is, but do you have a map of uh, of this town? There's a there's another small town outside, but again, I don't want to give away too much information. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna call it um, Cheatersville. So do you have <laughs> do you have a map of Cheatersville? And so they're like, yeah, we got a map of Cheatersville. And I put it on at a spot on the map, and I was like, right there, that's where she is at. They went and got her ass, took her to jail. That was the last time I ever spoke to her. Ever. The last words I ever said to her was, don't you ever even try to fucking speak to me again. And she never uh-huh. did. I've seen her. She's recently gotten out, and I've seen her around town a few times, but she knows to go the other way. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, shit. Jesus. And, oh, man. So, like, the jig is up on her, and she's just now she just lives alone. Barely and a shack lives alone in this like trailer with two kids um, the, of hers, which belonged to the guy who confronted me. He stayed with her, even though he knew everything. He stayed with her and had oh, two wow. kids. He he wow. left he left her like a year or two ago, I think. So she's like left alone with his kids in a trailer, and she deserves every bit of it. Those poor kids, though. You know? Yeah. I feel I feel bad for the kids, but uh, I ain't raising them. <laughs> they ain't mine. I, I ain't touching that shit with a ten foot pole. You hear that shit now? Oh. I, ain't taking, I ain't touching that. Somebody out there wants to adopt a kid, and they need to. 
I don't so, want a problem child with daddy issues. So, um, I don't know if that's the, so things I hate about my ex. Um, I Everything? hate, I hate, uh, all, all of the above. <laughs> well, well done. That was, well, how the fuck are any of us supposed to talk story. back? Before this, I worked the night shift at Walmart and it was, <laughs> that's, that's gold already. <laughs> yeah. That oh, job is – I'm not saying that this this job is worse than that because that was pretty awful, but that one didn't have any funny stories. It was just gen- generally awful. But I I was planning on quitting there because it was awful, and I, there, there's a new guy in the last week. I, you know, I, I had put in my two weeks, and th- th- this last week, there's a new guy. So I decided I'm going to fuck with this new guy, and I'm going to talk in a British accent whenever I'm around him. Um <laughs> – and you know, like I figured, I like I'm not I'm not fucking convincing enough to really do it. But if anything, it's just like what? If anything, he's not gonna think, why is this guy British? He's just gonna think like, oh, like why why is he doing this? Why why is he doing this to me? Why is he why is he pretending like he's British? But that guy actually came up yesterday, and I you know I I, I didn't recognize him at first. And, you know, I'm, I'm just talking normally, like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, thank you, or whatever. Um, that, that's words you say. Uh, yeah. And what he says is, you know, I know a British guy that looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard I unplugged my headphones. I have, I yes, have Frank, one. you have a story, I hear. I have chat. one. It's not. It's not about me. It's about a situation that my mother was in a while ago for telemarketing. She told me this story. Okay. Um, so, my mother works for a uh, works for an insurance, uh, an auto insurance company. Not gonna say which company. Yeah. But um, one day, she gets a call from this guy, and she she answers. Uh, she answers plainly. Says hello. Uh, how may I help you? And the guy is just going like. <sighs> My ears are getting hot. <laughs> Tell me some of your uh, your premiums. So she goes through the she goes through everything, goes through the basics, and and it's nearing the end of the call, and he's like, "Hey, look, um, oh yeah, uh, I need to tell you something." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, what do you need to tell me, sir?" I like to call uh, people, just any random company, while I'm pleasuring myself. What? <laughs> I, so we are the trying to time our listeners. on the phone with this guy, she had to stay calm and clear and collected to make sure that she wouldn't get fired from her job. So she sat there and listened to a man pleasure himself. Well, <laughs> couldn't well, she, she sat the other line like, just oh, we don't do stuff. this, bye. <laughs> She, she, and it's like, uh, well, like at the end of the call, I'm pretty sure it was, it was something like, well, uh, thanks. I'm going to go clean up now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, who's next? Am I next? Am I the last person? I think so. Okay. Well, here we go. The last job I had before the one I have now is the worst job I've ever had. I worked out at a golf course, right? And it wasn't just a golf course. It was like a gay oh, community. Sick. And this isn't just like your run-of-the-mill, you know, upper-middle-class gated community. This was like, I am a CEO of a major company. I have a $5 million house golfing community. No blacks allowed? I mean... (laughs) Jesus Christ! Uh, Oddly, yeah, they actually did have a 
Uh, I'm not going there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I worked out of this place, and everything about this place was disgusting. The people there, the the, the people who the, one of the guys who ran the place, who was my boss, also lived there, and he had retired from being a bajillionaire and decided he would build this golf course community and um, have other bajillionaires move in. So, I mean, we're talking multi-story, several acre square feet worth of home. I mean, this is like immaculate, immaculate. So uh, I work out at this golf course. And, of course, they have very high standards at this golf course. And I wasn't just like uh, the cart boy or a caddy. I was like maintenance. And this was in the middle of the summer in South Georgia where it regularly tops over 99 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm dealing with this. And um, I'm not a very fit person. This job made me more fit than I otherwise would have been. But it should also be noted, I this job was, it was 13-hour shifts. It was not a full work because you had lunch and everything. But of actual working, it was a 12-hour shift, six days a week. Yeah, the 12 hour, you were there for 13 hours, but it was a 12-hour uh, actual working shift, six days a week. You only got um, Sunday off. And then every other Sunday, you had to come in for a half day. And it was minimum wage. And this was back when minimum wage was like $6. So every other Sunday at this at this job, you would have to come in for a half day. And and just – I mean it got down to the point where this – the dude would be like, OK, are you done with all your work for the day? Yeah. Can I go home? No. Here's a pair of fucking toenail clippers. You see that hedge over there? Go make it perfectly square. You know, it was that kind of shit. And it was like hard labor, shoveling. Uh, there, there was one particular job that I hated that we had to do. Um, once every week where you'd have to go out with a shovel and you'd have to dig up this. It's basically a weed, but this guy thought it was the most beautiful fucking plant in the world. It's called sawgrass, right? Or I think some people call it love grass. It, it's a weed and it's ugly as shit, but he would have us like go and dig up this 150 uh, plant bunch of this sawgrass in this hard Georgia clay and then go and take it and transplant it somewhere else because he thought it looked nicer there. Of course, he would then change his mind next week. And we'd have to move it again. And like that was an all day thing where you just out there in the heat, you know, because you're there so long, you'd have to get there early in the morning. So it would be like uh, six in the morning. You were late if you got there. Right. So I would get I would get there about six in the morning every day and be late. And the first thing I would do is I'd go around with a weed whacker and I would – or sorry, an edger. And I would edge the, the cart paths for all 18 holes. Now, there's a woman there that would get up every single morning around 630 and she would come out on the golf course. She lived there uh, around 637. And the very first thing she would do is she would look around and be displeased. Then the second thing she would do is she would find anyone in the groundskeeping crew and she would wave them over and they would approach and they would then – uh, be verbally abused by this woman while they while she told them exactly how bad of a job they were doing. Now everyone hated this woman. Everyone hated this woman because of just how just, she was just inherently evil, just this terrible. So, took and your so, weed whacker and yet took it to her face. Yeah, no one's <laughs> no one's in a good mood in that job because it's a terrible job, and she just made it worse. And we all worked so hard to make this stupid golf course look good. For, because they, they they were I'm not gonna say the name of it because it's a, it's a televised golf course there are you know, you know national tournaments there, um, but because it had to be on TV so every little thing because of the new age of high definition uh, had to be just immaculate so one day I'm out there edging and she had never bothered me before so I just kind of let her alone well she's got to the point where she's alienated everyone who would ever speak to her so she waves me over and of course I do not approach her <laughs> I just crank up my iPod and I ignore her. Uh, other mp3 players are available so she 
finally she gets on a golf cart and she drives up in my path and then stops straddling the golf cart path so that I must stop and go around her. She then comes up to me and starts talking. I, of course, ignore her because I have headphones in. When she takes the headphones out of my ears. Wow. And uh, so now I'm just like, okay. So I turn off the edger and I go, I have to change your name. Uh, Yes, Mrs. Uh, Hutchinson, how can I help you? And she says, I don't think you can help me. I don't think anyone can help me. And I said, Mrs. Hutchinson, I'd have to agree with you there. And she, she says, listen, do you know why I come out here? And I said, ma'am, I have no idea why you come out here. She says, I come out here because I want to see a nice golf course. I want to see a pretty golf course. Now, this woman doesn't even fucking play golf. But anyway, I want to see a nice golf course. I want to see, I want to see the grass exactly how I like it. I want to see it cut exactly the way it needs to be. I want to have a nice golf course in my neighborhood. And I'm like, well, ma'am, what exactly do you see here? And she said, this is not a nice place to be. I'm tired of y'all every day. I come out here and I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And y'all just come up and y'all just want to argue with me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ma'am, nobody, nobody wants to even speak to you, much less argue. And she goes, what did you say to me? And I was like, I'm very sorry, Mrs. Hutchinson. Uh, what can I help you with today? She, she was just like, listen, you come out here and I see you all the time, just like them other little, uh, what do they call them, illegal Mexican boys out here. Uh, doing oh, my all, God. Uh, doing all the work. I know they're illegal. I'm going to tell somebody. They don't need to be working here in the first place. None of them were illegal. They weren't even Mexican. Anyway, <laughs> then we had like two Guatemalan guys, all right? And they were legal. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it was just like me and my people like me who didn't want to be there. And she, so- I come out here to see a beautiful golf course, and I'm tired of this. I'm tired of y'all arguing with me blah 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 and she just kept going and talking and talking and just just telling me about how bad of a job you know you just don't know what you're doing i can do a better job than you blah 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 just keeps going off and off and then i just get to a point where i can't hear her anymore and i've just i've had such a crappy week because i hate this job so much and i hate the boss and i hate everything and everything just goes red and i'm just like uh i'm just like shut up she looks at me she goes what did you say i said shut the fuck up She's like, what? I said, I don't ever go to your job if you even have one and slap the dick out of your mouth. Don't come over here and tell me I'm not doing mine. And so she just goes like completely red faced and blank. And then she just goes, I cannot believe you just said that to me. And I was like, believe it. She goes straight to my boss and she uh, says exactly what I said. Now he gets on the radio and he says, Joey, you get your ass in here right now. So I got my ass in there right then. And uh, I already know what's going on. He's like, do you know why I called you in here? I was like, I know exactly why. Mrs. Hutchinson. That's not her name, but that's what I'm using. And, uh, and he's like, D- she said, you said, I'm not even going to repeat what she said. And I was like, I'm sure whatever she said, um, if it wasn't exactly what I said, what I said was worse. And, and, and he's like, you know you can't talk to people like that. And I was like, I can talk to that woman like that. I'm tired of that bitch. And he's like, I'm tired of that bitch too. We're all tired of that bitch, but you cannot do that. And, and so he was like, he's like, I need to fire you. you you're just fired. And I'm like, well, I'm quitting anyway, so don't fire me. And, and he was like, wait, hold on. We need you. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's hard to, to hire people. And I was like, you're going to fire me and then say I can't quit? I was, like, I was like, you are so lucky I need the money. So I came back in to work the next day, right? And I'm still not sure if I'm fired or not because he was really wishy-washy. He was just – he's kind of an idiot. And so I go to work the next day, and it should be noted I have a heart condition, right? And so I'm not feeling too good. Like my heart's kind of messing with me. I'm anxious because I'm worried about losing my job, and I hate my job, and I haven't had any sleep, and I've been working you know, nonstop this summer, and you know it's just been months and months of it. And uh, we're standing there having the morning meeting when he tells everybody uh, about uh, how much better he is than them. And 
I, I, I just, I'm like, I, I know I'm about to pass out. I can feel it. All the blood's leaving my head. And I just, bam, black out. I wake up in the break room table with a broken rib. Because <laughs> when I fell down, I fell towards him, right? Passed out, fell towards him. He sees me coming. He steps out of the way and lets me fall on a lawnmower. What a dick. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Okay, so... Of course, I'm taken to the hospital and everything, and I have to explain, you know, I have heart condition, blah, 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 and eventually I'm discharged, and I go back, or I call in, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I need to come back to work, you know, I'm, I'm fine, that kind of thing, and he goes, oh, you can't come back to work, and I was like, so I am fired, he goes, well, you're being let go, and I was like, what do you mean I'm being let go, he says, you're an insurance liability, and I can't have you costing me money, don't come back, What? I'll send you your check. I was I was <laughs> I was so angry, but at the same time I was elated that I had an excuse because I was too proud to quit, you know. But I hated the job so much, but I finally had an excuse not to go back. Never went back. I, I didn't even when I applied for my next job, I didn't even list that one on the, <laughs> the application, which is probably good, you know. Jesus, that that is definitely the the worst job I've ever had. Ever. That blows. <laughs> um. Again, that was one of those things where I thought there was going to be a punchline, and there just there just wasn't. <laughs> Allow me to punch. <laughs> but here's a here's a good ending to the story. So a few years later, I find out that this guy had been cheating on his wife. The the manager guy had been cheating on his wife, and his wife found out. And there was like all these embarrassing pictures on his phone of him. That he'd been sending this woman. Well, he takes those – she gets his phone, takes those pictures, prints them out, and posts them all over the golf course, all over the thing, right? And it's his golf course. He ends up, like, having to resign from the company. He loses his wife and his kids and his house and half his money. <laughs> and I saw him a couple years later at the job I have now. And I saw him – I just see him at a – I work at a restaurant. I see him at a table, and I go over there. And I just look at him, and uh, and he's like, "Hey man, hey man, how's it been going?" And I was like, "A lot better than it's been going for you, man." <laughs> Walked the fuck away. Oh god, I felt so good about myself. His life just got completely destroyed. It, you see, it would have been funnier if you did all of that to him. Oh, I wish I, I wish I did. I wish I could take credit. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, so, I have a story to share with you. Story. I was gonna share on the last podcast, but I totally forgot about it. Weekend before last, I went to go see my father. My my father, father dearest, he lives on the uh, like the family plantation that's been in the family for like 200 years. He recently moved back to it because he's getting old, and I don't know. I guess it's the thing you do when you get old. You like you have a yearning for nature or something. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think, I think it's just noise. He goes back noise. to the wilderness. Ace Ventura. Noise, yeah, they just, just don't want to hear yeah. any noise anymore. <laughs> Damn kids in the line making out of this. Anyway, I want to go see him. That's and um, and he has gone back like straight up farmer roots out of like nowhere. After, you know, when, when I was very young, before my, my parents were divorced, we, you know, we had daddy's money back then. That's when daddy was making the money. And uh, we lived on like a canal in Florida. And there was like a big city. I mean, we lived like two blocks away from uh, Brian Johnson of ACDC. Yeah. 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 And so like we were living that life. And that's how I was, you know, I was raised in that sort of like, environment you know you know very upper class until you know after the divorce you know had to go live with the had to go live with mama she didn't make mama. As, she didn't make as much money so <laughs> she didn't live next to brian johnson she didn't no, she didn't but anyway uh <laughs> oh my god anyway, he's, no going, he's going back to like just straight up uh 
uh, farmer roots. And so he's like, hey, man, you know, I'm going to go get me some chickens. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I love to eat eggs in the morning. I'm going to go get some chickens. I was like, okay. He's like, let, let, let's go. Go with me. We're going to go meet a, a guy I've been talking to on the phone. And I'm going, he's got some chickens he's going to sell me. And I was like, all right. Little did I know this was going to be the fucking the creepiest chicken farmer <laughs> on the face <laughs> of the earth. So so we go to, to meet with this, this this farmer. He's got more than chickens, but he's mostly a chicken farmer. So we go and uh, and we get out of the truck and uh, the guy comes up. He's like, hey, hey, y'all, you must be Ronnie and you must be Ronnie's boy. You Joey? Oh, my yeah? God. <laughs> Did he sound like this? Uh, he sounded exactly goodness. like this. Yes. Oh my. And uh, and uh, we were like, hey, what's what's going on? He goes, to, y'all y'all called about them chickens. And oh my god. Sweet. And so he's like, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get those little sweet little heifers. And he goes around the corner. <laughs> he comes <laughs> back. He, this guy is like my best friend. I want to like shake this guy's hand. You you won't in a minute. He <laughs> he, he, he comes his hand. he comes back with a wheelbarrow and in the wheelbarrow is uh like this this crate and in the crate he's got four chickens and uh and my dad's like all right so uh, what kind of chickens are they go oh all different kinds this one here this is a, a Brazilian chicken they're called Rumpless she's she's real popular with the roosters. Real, oh real, and and I and, and no, it gets worse. He's like, and I can see why she's she's a pretty sweet little thing, isn't she? And he gets this chicken out of the crate, and he's just like petting the chicken, like, and the chicken's just like sitting there derping out. He's petting the chicken. He's like, yes, you are. You're such a beauty. I hate to, I hate to let this one go. This one's a favorite of mine. <laughs> um, oh God, we were like, oh yeah. So uh, these. These are all laying hens, and they're all they're all laying it. Oh, they're all laying eggs, every one of them. And I, the way them roosters been tearing this one up, they're probably gonna be fertilized <laughs> some little chicks. Oh my god! <laughs> and then so there's like this weird awkward silence while he's just sitting here staring at us, <laughs> eyes half closed, with this most like contempt look on his face, petting a chicken. And he goes, he goes, after like this minute or two of silence, do y'all want to meet my llama? What? <laughs> We're like, what? Yeah, y'all come meet y'all come meet my llama. And he puts the chicken back in the crate, and he's just walking off. So we're like, okay, I guess we're following this guy. So we follow him, and he goes like back around like this tree line, and um, he gets like this pan. And he starts shaking the food in it, and he, he's here, Sally, here, girl. And this fucking llama comes like running out of nowhere, out from like behind a shed, just like galloping. <laughs> I didn't know how big llamas got, but this thing was like. It had to have been eight, nine feet tall. It was because this was a big guy, and he was like two feet taller than this guy. This Sounds huge like a fucking horse. This huge. I thought it was at first. <laughs> this huge fucking like big furry llama, and he just starts like petting the llama. He goes, "Hey Sally, I got some nice people I want you to meet. This here's Ronnie. This here's his boy Joey. Yeah, ain't he a handsome young man? He sure is." <laughs> <laughs> I want to burn my ears now. <laughs> so then he like takes a handful of like animal feed and he puts it on the llama's back and he slaps the llama in the ass. And the llama just goes running off and like all these sheep come out of like these like tree lines and everything and just start like making a beeline for this llama. Like chasing the llama around trying to get the food. And he's just looking and he goes, oh, look at them. They like to play. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he goes, and he's like, fuck? I got somebody else I want y'all to meet. And me and my dad are like, uh, I don't know. My dad's like, yeah, we we need to get on the road. He goes, oh, okay, well, it, it won't it won't take too long. Have, you, have y'all ever seen a four-horned sheep? 
What oh. the flying fuck? We're like what? He goes because I got one. I got. I, I swear to you, it's true. I got a four horn sheep. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go get him. I'll be right back. And he, he no, goes, no. He goes <laughs> to the sheds and run. And he comes. He comes back with like this sheep on a leash. And it does. It has four horns. It has two like sticking out like they normally would, and then two sticking out like below its ears, like downward. And it's like the weirdest looking fucking thing ever. Is it mutated sheep or it, is it, it an actual sheep? No, it's a, it's a mutated sheep. And he, okay. And he's he's like, yeah, this here's, I don't remember what he called it. I'm going to call it like, I don't know, Jeffrey. Because they all had people names. All of his animals had people names. And he's like, yeah, Jeffrey, he's, he's you know, I was going to sell him at auction, but once I saw them horns, I just, I just couldn't. I was just so captivated. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, again, we, so again, we were like, okay, uh, we do have to go. We really have to go. And yeah, yeah, we got to go. We got to get these chickens. He goes, okay. And he's like, okay, but before y'all leave, I just want to say bye. And he goes up to the crate, and he's just like has his fingers like in the crate, and he's got his face like right up against it. And he's he's just like, I'm going to miss y'all. Y'all was some good chickens. Y'all was so pretty. So pretty chickens. <laughs> I'm going to miss y'all. But don't worry, Ronnie, Ronnie, he's a nice man. And, and his boy, he's, he's, he's so nice. He's so sweet. And uh, they're going to take real good cares of you. So good cares. And he makes like a little smoochy noise. Like, you know? Oh. <laughs> and he goes, all right, uh, now y'all, y'all have a good, and y'all come back. If y'all have any questions, y'all just want to call me. That's fine. Does this guy wear drag? No, no, no. Yeah. This is what he was wearing. He was like, he didn't look like he sounded at all. He's this enormous, like six foot tall, burly man. He's not like fat, but he's like buff as shit. Like burly man. He has like a really ruddy farmer face. Like this mountain man beard. Like, all right. I'm so like Tyler Moore. And oh. yeah. And he <laughs> and he's wearing his like stereotypical overalls and his like dirty ass shirt. And we're just like, okay, well. We'll see you later. And he's just like, I'm going to piss him horns. He's just like, bye, y'all. Bye. Y'all, y'all have a good now. Y'all so sweet. Thanks for coming. And so oh, my God. We just got the fuck out of there and never, <laughs> never looked back. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm at work today, right? And um, one of my – I'm not going to say employees because he's not an employee of mine. But one of the guys who whom I manage, um, he came up to me, right? Underly. Uh, out of nowhere, he just came up to me. And, like, yeah, some background story, I have never wronged this individual in my life. I've trolled the shit out of him, but I, I've never wronged him, especially not in a professional environment. And uh, and he comes up to me and he goes, hey, Joey, hey, Joey. And I was like, yeah, man, what can I do for you? He goes, kill yourself. What? And walks the fuck away. I'm like, what? What did I do? I'm like, what the fuck? So I you know, just, if that was me, I'd be snickering while just so, walking away. So I just like, I just brushed it off. I'm like, whatever. It's just, you know, it might just be a weird guy. You know, whatever. People do that kind of thing. So yeah, I go back. Do uh, they? Do they? That's fucked up. Yeah, people do it at my job. Anyway, so <laughs> I get, I get on with my business, right? And then so maybe an hour later, he comes up and he's like, hey man, um, I gotta ask you something. And I was like, yeah, what you need? I thought he was gonna ask me about the schedule or something. He just goes, kill yourself. <laughs> Straight face. But this, this time he didn't walk away. He didn't walk away. He just stood there staring at me. Just blank face. Oh, my God. Just oh, like. So funny. Just staring at me. And I'm like. The fuck? I don't know what to say. So, Joe, you know, Joey, and I'm at work. So I'm like, thank you for your charming comment. And I just walked away. Joey, I've, I've got a question about the story. Yes. Kill yourself. <laughs> This is DJ Willie Jeff. 
coming to you straight from the Caribbean to tell you about a new exciting product available in all good pharmacies. How many times have you found yourself on the beach, right near the beach, trying to have a good time, trying to listen to our music, drinking your Malibu, and all of a sudden you realize your day is all ruined because you got the sun in your ass crop. That's the only thing, man. You go to the beach, everything nice, everything mellow, and then you realize you got sand in your ass crack. We're now with this new product called Sandy Crack Wipe. All you do, you buy the Sandy Crack Wipe, then you get your Sandy Crack Wipe, you wipe your Sandy Crack. All the Sandy gone from your crack, and then you can really enjoy a Malibu right near the beach. This product is available all over the Caribbean, in the Bahamas. Anywhere where you can find a sandy beach and some Malibu. So go get yourself some sandy crock wipes. Sandy crack wipes are not for sale in the U.S. Use of sandy crack wipes can cause, but is not limited to, symptoms such as suicidal thoughts or actions, the bubonic plague, or typhoid fever. If you experience any of these ailments, please contact your doctor. Sandy crack wipes is not responsible for any injury or indeed death, which occurs as a result of using our product. In the Caribbean, right near the beach, get the Sunday crack wine, your mom. This better be good. <laughs> so I'm at the movie theater, I go with my mom, and we went to like that fucking like, f- like $4 theater that shows like movies like late, uh-huh. you know. And we go there. They have, like, tables and, like, beer and pizza, you know. So I'm there with my mom, right? And uh, uh, this is, this is like, like two or three years ago because I would never go with a movie with my mom now. <laughs> uh, your mom is a nice lady. She's very she, nice. We met her earlier. She's lovely. Very yeah, charming. I would go to the movie theater with your mom, too. <laughs> I'd go all the way. The woman to prioritize that gay. Anyway, so I'm at the movie theater with my mom. And Which she mom? goes. This podcast is a disaster. <laughs> She goes to the restroom, right? And we're watching. I forget what movie we went and saw, but it had like some like hot like chicken in it, right? Had like some hot star. So my mom leaves, and she goes to the restroom or go like you know do what she gotta do. And I'm just sitting there watching the movie, right? And I'm kind of up top, like I'm like I think I'm the like the the last row to the top, if that makes any sense. So I'm looking you know down on everyone, right? So I look kind of down. can see a guy. He's just fucking jacking it. He's just fucking smoking <laughs> it. <gasps> yeah. Pee Wee Herman style. And he's just fucking. Oh my god, Joey just got that. Oh my god. Did people just? Did people get that? What Joey just said. Go on with your story, Zed. Anyway, so he's just fucking jacking it. And so my mom comes in, and then he hears like my mom's voice or something, and he just fucking like reacts like his own mother like came in the room. And, like, and, and like, but he does like this like whole like like hide again move. Like he just he just immediately stands up and just fucking just shoves his jeans back up. And then oh, he's just fixing my jeans, mom. <laughs> but something that I thought was very funny was uh, he had like one of those like phone belt clips that only like married men or like have kids should wear. 
Just like having one of those. And, like, oh what are we talking about? People that work for like the gas company. <laughs> those belt clips. Or like FedEx, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he hikes his jeans back up and he sits down. And, you know, I'm just there fucking flabbergasted. I'm just fucking. <laughs> Just Jaw and dropped. Like, please don't stick your dick in. Yeah. Oh, God. Here's the funny thing. Is, my question is, like, did this guy, like, think, like, I left with my mom? But the thing was, he didn't check the movie theater. Like, he, like, heard my mom say, like, she was leaving. There was only, there was only three people. Or, yeah, there was only, like, three people in. There was that guy and then my mother and I. My mother leaves. But did he not see, like, me? Did he instantly think, like, I went with my mother? Like, I, I guess was he younger? thought he was alone, and he would just start whacking it. What yeah. He's like, oh, 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 I'm alone. Yeah, 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 but here's my question. Here's my question. If he saw me, did he knew that I was there? Did he know? Did he know? Not knew. He knew. Did he knew that I was there? Did he knew that I was there? Did he knew that I was there? Yeah. Zed will never live this down. So never, so, so if he did know you were there, he's sitting there thinking, oh, it's just us guys. Corey's <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm going to masturbate to his breathing. Let's go back to back. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, you want to help me out here? <laughs> this stranger ain't really working. This is we massage my balls. You're wearing a V-neck. You must be cool, right? You're cool? Yeah, help me out. All right, so I was living on residence just a few months ago. Actually, I just would be a few weeks ago. But yeah, and I'm trying out for a new position. I wanted to get a job there because I wanted to make some money while I was out there because I'm kind of becoming poor and I'm running off crackers and ketchup. So <laughs> tell me about it. Crackers, ketchup, and old beer. I know, man. No money. Liquid bread, ladies Heart and gentlemen. Budweiser, the bachelor fridge. Hey, you gotta love them saltines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The bachelor fridge, everyone. <laughs> so yeah, they, they got 20 people to try out for this position, and it was a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird job. You have to be like an RA, and you have to like wander the halls and tell you know s- sniff people out for weed and shit, and then break up parties and all that kind of crap. Basically, you're a you're a German shepherd, yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's the leash. Okay. So um, they it's kind of a weird interview because it's a it's a big group interview. They get you in a big room together, and you do all these weird group activities. And then, I don't know, I was chatting with all the people, a whole bunch of really nice people. We did some weird games with, like, Lego blocks and stuff where we had to do some weird memory games. And then we had one game where we had to sit in a big circle, and then we just had to sit down. For some reason, they made us lie down, and we just had to, like, tell a little story about one of another. What? While I was lying down, this girl was across from me. Really nice girl. I talked to her, and when I was stand, when she was standing up and I was talking to her, I didn't think anything of it at the time. But when she was lying down, she had this massive V-neck. And cleavage kind of just went on forever. And then I was just sitting there for like a good five seconds. And I was like, no, no, I, I, I can't do this. She's going to make eye contact with me eventually at some point. So I just kind of, you know, just turned my head a little bit to the right and left. And I'm just kind of looking around. And then I looked at the guy to the right of me. And I'm like, huh, he's staring over there too. And I looked to the left of me. And <laughs> staring over there too and then i noticed everyone in the f- damn circle is staring at this girl's cleavage even the girls in the circle were staring at this girl's <laughs> was it that nice <laughs> oh, oh my jerk. god circle jerk <laughs> so like and then jesse stood up and he said i think That's... we all are thinking the same thing here <laughs> whipped off his shirt everyone followed suit how big were they story tell us they were big they were big they were zika good d Double D, triple D, maybe a G. So, Jesse, 
uh, what happened next? It was a pitch. Okay, so as the as the kind of the circle got a little smaller, just people were getting up and kind of walking around. And I went up and I talked to a few people, and I was like, "Dude, I just want to double check. Were you staring at the girl's cleavage?" It was like, <laughs> how, did, "How did you How did you know?" I was like, "Dude, everyone was staring at the cleavage. Uh, every, even the girls were staring at this girl's cleavage." There was a mirror behind you. That's what you didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a commercial for like fucking like GoDaddy. <laughs> oh my god! And then she got up. We all realized she was wearing yoga pants, and they were just two sizes too small. And then <laughs> she was the perfect woman, <laughs> essentially. Uh, I I have to hear the the bar fight story. I just can't. Yeah, tell that one. Yeah, actually, I can tell you the bar fight story. So I used used to work at a bowling alley, and I just got back there. And we originally used to work till like 3 a.m. in the morning, and we'd have pretty late last calls. So the nights would go on pretty long. People would be drinking. People would go through like three or four pitchers a night. It would get pretty crazy. So we had these two groups that were kind of at each other's throats all night. One dude was like chucking bowling balls down like the other dude's lane. And this other dude would be like throwing cans at the other dude. And they were just kind of at each other's throats all night. And at they some take point, their bowling seriously. Say what? <laughs> they, they take their bowling, bowling seriously. Yeah, yeah it's oh, very cool. seriously. Don't fuck with my lane. <laughs> <laughs> at some point we had to cut them off because it was it was getting crazy so they're at the door they're paying and i guess that's that was the snapping point that was that was the that was the point where they were just kind of done and one dude was ready to throw down but at the same time while this is happening a couple was coming up and they were just checking out at the same time so as they're walking through the fight commences this dude throws like a left hook and hits this this random couple it hits this poor girl like straight in the face she flops down a rag doll i'm just standing there stunned the boyfriend just out of nowhere plops the guy right at the bottom of the jaw and he's down and then this other group joins and beats the crap out of him while he's laying on the ground and then we call the cops, and at that point, they stay for a good five minutes wailing on each other in our front office. And then they scatter out the doors, and at, before the end of it, they stole, I think, like, an entire tank of beer. I think they actually <laughs> ran back to our bar. <laughs> just as they could. They stole a bottle of Yag and a keg. Wow. on the floor the entire time. You know what's the funniest part? Is that what we happened to her? Story, I thought yeah. like, it was out. Boyfriend defended her, and then he got like hooked up in the fight somehow. He's got lost in the crowd. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Damn. The funniest, the funniest part about that story is because in my head, like every time like someone punched someone instead of like a smacking sound, you hear like bowling pins being like hit. (laughs) (laughs) I have a story. Oh God. I I used to work with this guy. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. We're we're gonna call him um, Chris. Allie. Allie? No, that's a girl's name. Uh, Alan. Alan W. Moore. Alan, his, name is, his name is Alan W. Moore. And, Best name ever. Now, this guy was like a full-fledged, like, super, super-duper alcoholic. Like, he had a cape and everything. Like, this guy... If he, like, if there was ever a superpower for being an alcoholic, this guy had it. Right? Wow. Example... Uh, one day, I, one day I come into work and he's just laying on the floor in the back, just laying down. And I'm like, dude, what's wrong? And he's just like, oh man. I'm like, are you all right? He's like, oh, I ain't had a drink since ten o'clock this morning. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, man, I can't get up. 
everything's spinning. He's like, man, you need to, you need to get me outside. And I was like, are you, you need to go out. Should I call an ambulance? He's like, no, you need to get me outside. So I drag his ass outside and he crawls over to this bush behind the restaurant <laughs> and he reaches a hand to the bush and brings out a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Pops it open. Wait, wait, wait. He has drop zones for his alcohol? (laughs) Yes, he did. All right, so he just – so he lays there like half in the road, half by this bush, (laughs) just chugging a bottle of whiskey. And I'm like, dude, do you need something? Are you okay? He's like, man, just just give me like 10 minutes. I'm like, all right. He's like, just just go on inside. I'll be all right. I'm like, no, I'm not going inside. He's like, just go on inside. So I go on inside. And, and so I come out like five minutes later. I'm like, hey, man, are you okay? And now he's like sitting up straight, still drinking his whiskey. He goes, man, I'm feeling better. I'm like, all right. Now, it should be noted, this guy was the fantastic worker. Like he wasn't – but only when he was like slammered, hammered drunk. <laughs> and he, he had like a catchphrase. He would come in and he'd be like – I'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? How's it going, uh, Alan? He'd be like, man, I'm fucking hammered drunk. I'm hammered drunk. <laughs> You're like, well, okay, well, all about this guy. As long as, <laughs> as, long as you're uh, productive, man, you don't know nothing about productive, man. That shit's on autopilot. I'm like, I'm like all right. All right. So wow. whatever that means. And uh, some more background. This guy was like into all kinds of shit. And the thing was, uh, we never knew when he was going to be at work. We'd always have to call the jail and ask if he was there. <laughs> he was just in and out of jail. Forever right here. And uh, like one day he... He comes up, um, and, and I'm like, I, I had a, like a really bad headache, and I was like, man, I got a really shitty headache. And he's like, oh man, I, was, he, I might have something. I was like, do you have any Tylenol or anything? He's like, yeah, man, here, take this. And he gives me a pill, and I take it. And I'm like, is that gonna be strong enough? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah have another one, have another one. So oh, take shit. another one. Oh, Ten God. minutes later, I realized this was not fucking Tylenol. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. But I was tripping fucking balls. So I go up and like, Alan, dude, what? What you give me? He's like, oh man, you know, I just gave you a little pick me up, and I was like, I thought it was Tylenol. He goes, hey, shit ain't Tylenol. <laughs> and then I noticed, I noticed that my hands, LSD. I noticed that my hands and face were totally numb. I couldn't feel them, and I was like, dude, my hands and face are numb. He goes, yeah, it'll do that to you. <laughs> what the? And I was like, what is it? He goes, I'm not really sure. I was like, where'd you get it? He goes, I've got it over there at the truck stop. I was like, you bought it at a truck stop? He goes, no, no, no I got it from a guy at the truck stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. So <laughs> I just tripped absolute balls for like hours. But anyway, this guy eventually he goes to jail one too many times, and so he no longer works with us. Uh-huh. Months and months later, I hear a knock on my door. And oh, God. And I'm like, all right. So I open the door, and, and like just a little bit, like a crack open. And I, I didn't really recognize him at first, and because and, he it was all beat up and <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, oh man, Alan. He goes, hey, man. How's it going? I was like, uh, it's like, it's like past midnight. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man. All right. And he just throws the door open and walks in my house and sits in my recliner. All right. And he's like, man, what you doing watching this shit? I was watching a fucking basketball game. I was like, Alan, what are you doing? I was like, you can't just come <laughs> in my house. And he's like, he's like, no, man. He goes, Hey, I got an idea. I was like, what Alan? He goes, let's smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then I and looked you're down. like, hell yeah. And I was like, dude, you have to leave. I was like, I have to work in the morning. And then I looked down and noticed his hand is bleeding. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, you're getting blood on my shit. What, what's wrong with your hand? And he's like, man, I just got into a fucking bar fight. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I whooped some fucking idiot's ass. Fucking whooped his ass. And I was like, what happened? He goes, well, I was sitting there at the bar. And I'm talking to this girl. And he's like, hey, man, that's my girlfriend. So I said, fuck you. 
punched him one good time in the fucking face. We had a fight. I punched his shit. He probably might be even dead. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to hang out here for a little while. They're going to look at my place. And I was like, you have got to get the fuck out of my <laughs> And he was, he was like, come on, man. I just paid for a hooker. And he, and he, so, he, <laughs> so he leaves. He leaves. All right. With- like, like an hour or so later, I guess it was like three hours later, because it was like three in the morning, I get a knock on my door again, and she's like beating on the fucking just... And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I go, and I, I oh, crack the door open, and I see it's him again. I was like, dude, you've got to leave. And he's just like, man! So I shut the door and lock it, and he just... Still, eventually it stops. But then I hear like this laughing on my back porch like an hour later. So I go out on the back porch... And he's fucking just sitting there on the, on my back porch, just drinking a bottle of booze. And I'm like, Alan, what the fuck are you doing, man? You can't, you can't, you have to get away from my house. And he's like, come on, man, let's smoke a cigarette. And I was like, dude, you have got to leave. This is back when I still smoked. So I sit there with him and I quit. I've been clean for uh, uh, almost eight months. Thank you, everyone. Yay! Yes. Guys. And uh, wait, 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 we're talking about cigarettes? Yes. Okay. I'm a clean, I'm a clean guy. Anyway, so uh, we, so I'm, I, I'm like, all right, man, I'll, I'll have a cigarette with you. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you've been doing, but whatever. I was like, just so he'll leave, that kind of thing. Well, the guy who lives in the apartment across from mine comes outside, and this guy, um, well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but so the guy, the guy walks out and he looks up at the guy, and goes, hey man, how's it going? And the guy looks at me, just like keeps walking, goes, hey, you ain't gonna say hi to me. I'm trying to be fucking polite. And he stands up and whips his shirt off. What? And the, and the guy's just sitting there like on his phone, and he's like, "What you, you gonna call fucking police?" This guy was a cop, All right? <gasps> he, he just got back from working a shift or whatever, and the guy looks at him, he goes, "What'd you say to me?" He goes, "Yeah, man, you gonna call fucking police? You fucking pussy, let's fight right now!" And the guy goes, "I am a cop," and uh, and so he like, "What? No, fuck, I said his name. I'll have to edit that out, but <laughs> just, just replace it with it really, was like, his obvious first name." <laughs> But anyway, uh, 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 so Alan is like, uh, yes, Alan's like, come on, man, you, you ain't shit. And I'm like, I'm like, Alan, that is a cop. <laughs> that is a cop. And he, he's like, oh, shit. And he just sits down. He puts his shirt back on. He goes, man, I'm real. I'm real sorry. <laughs> the guy's like, hey, what's going on? He looks at me. He goes, you know this guy? And I look, I look at Alan. I'm like, uh, and he's like, what is he? Does he live here with you? I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, whose name's on the lease? And I was like, uh, mine's on the lease. And I was like, uh, don't mind him. He's just really drunk. Uh, I'm trying to sober him up here. And he's just like, do I need to uh, take you both to jail? And I'm like, no, no, you don't. And then, uh, finally I'm like, listen, I don't know this guy. Like I worked with him once. I don't, I want him out of my house. <laughs> I was like, this guy, I just, uh, Make him go away. And the guy's like, you have five seconds to leave or I'm taking your ass to jail. Alan gets up because I'm all right, man. It's all right. It's all right. He fucking and he gets up and starts walking. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry about all that. He's just a drunk guy. And he's, he's like, how do you know him? Uh, you, you, he's like, I, I know I smelt weed or whatever. What you guys do? I'm like, that has nothing to do with me. That kind of thing. Finally, the guy goes back into his house. And then he's like, well, if he comes back, you let me know. I'm taking his ass to jail. I'm like, all right. Sure enough, 30 minutes later, I got... I'm like, oh my god. So, uh, oh my god. so here, here's what I do. I sneak out the back. Of <laughs> <laughs> your own house? Own <laughs> house. Oh sneak out god. the back. I lock the door. I get in my car, and he sees me. He starts running to my car, fucking haul ass, and I jump over like this grassy medium median thing. Just fucking jump it, you know, like Dukes of Hazard style. <laughs> yes. Just haul ass, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Then my friend calls me, and he was working a night shift. He's like, hey, man, I just got off. I was like, meet me at Waffle House. <laughs> Quick, to the Waffle House. <laughs> and uh, 
I eventually evaded his capture. He, he's come over a few times, or he had come over a few times since then. And uh, Jesus Christ, that guy. I, I got a million stories I can tell about that guy, but we'll leave it at that. Oh my God, <laughs> good one. Joey. I'm here with Tyler and Izzy. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you courtesy of Skype. Thank you, Skype, for being free. Have any questions or comments? Email us at pinkelephantpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on our Tumblr, thepinkelephantpodcast.tumblr.com. All right, guys, thank you for listening. And as always, we'll see you next time.